As a result of some of the conversations that I've been having over the past week, and I, like everybody else, is watching the Twitter feeds and the Facebook feeds and the LinkedIn feeds blow up with all of the issues that are going on in the marketplace. But what I see is missing, or what I think is absent from all of the feeds that I'm looking at, are opinions and voices for the actual entrepreneurs and small business owners that are directly being affected by everything that's happening right now. Now, this is not to make light of what's happening, happening with staff and employees and suppliers and everybody else in the market. Uh, these are difficult times for everybody. But I thought I would try to present what entrepreneurs and small business owners are struggling with right now in hopes that maybe um, you might have some ideas on how to help them or uh, from some of the solutions that I'll be offering up that you might be interested in getting um, involved in some of them. So I would encourage you to share this with other people who might be interested to know what their friends uh, and family members who have businesses are going through because many small business owners um, um, are not able to maybe articulate what they're going through. And so this is my attempt at trying to do it because this is how I spend my days working with small business owners and entrepreneurs. So I hope that you find this helpful. What I'm going to start off by talking about is, first of all, I'm at home. Uh, it's a weekend here, and you might hear my kids in, in the background. You might hear my wife uh, in the background. But this is maybe the new new for a while. So I thought I would go ahead uh, and record this anyway in uh, in hopes that uh, it's going to benefit some folks. So if you hear some background noise, that's what it is, but I think we are all becoming accustomed to it. The first thing I want to point out is what you might not know is that by the fifth year of any business, 50% um, of businesses won't make it past that particular benchmark. And so what COVID-19 is doing, in my opinion, isn't simply accelerating the problems that many businesses uh, were either going to have or were already in the middle of having, and um, they may not make it to the end of, of this particular crisis. And so um, we can't save, or the economy and people uh, and governments can't save every business, but there is another 50% of businesses that do make it past their fifth year and, um, um, and have the opportunity to build meaningful businesses once this is all over, but they're going to need the help of everybody. So... Um, that's just sort of the context. I'm not suggesting that we can save every business, but I am suggesting that there are going to be businesses that uh, can be saved and, if possible, should be, should be saved. So here is the list uh, of 10 problems, serious problems, that entrepreneurs are desperately trying to figure out how to solve right now. And so I'm going to go through them first, and then I will break each one of them down and provide some solutions as well as what my opinion is on maybe what the government could be doing to try and help because I do think it has to be, whatever happens, it's going to have to be a coordinated effort um, amongst several different parties. The government uh, is one of them as well as, as you and I. So here's a list. Uh, number one, a drop in revenue. Number two, customers not being able to pay. Three, hours not available for workers to work. Number four, no cash reserves to pay for idle staff. Number five, that loans are not helpful because they have to be repaid. Number six, that remote, remote work is not an option. Number seven, businesses are already leveraged. Number eight, potential lawsuits. Number nine, 
lack of support to make decisions, and number 10, the speed of changes and uncertain outcomes. What I'm not addressing in this particular piece of content is the sort of mental and physical stress that small business owners are going through. Uh, there's already a lot of stress and anxiety that goes along with owning, running, and managing a business. And in these moments right now, that level is heightened even more. So I'm not going to address that because I think it's assumed that everybody is stressed out and anxious right now, and small business owners aren't unique in that regard. They too are stressed out and anxious about what um, an uncertain future means for them and their families. So while you go through this list, what I would encourage you to do um, is think of sort of your local, your local business. Let me just see how, how I had articulated it here. Um, yeah, I think, keep in mind, these are, are businesses like your, um, um, like your plumber, your local plumber, your local mechanic shop, um, your local beauty salon, hairdresser, etc. Uh, businesses that are what I would just call everyday businesses. They are local businesses. They are small and medium-sized businesses, so they're not publicly traded. They are not part of uh, national conglomerates, but these are the businesses that each of us interact with every day, and we may not even may not even realize how much we interact with small business. So as you hear what I'm going through, just try to think of those types of businesses. So um, you know, a heating company, a roofing company, a mechanic shop, a beauty salon, a hairdresser, uh, any business that kind of falls into that category. So the drop in revenue. So the single largest problem, bar none, faced by small businesses right now is the extreme drop in sales um, that, that they're experiencing. And the example that I use, because I am probably uh, someone who didn't realize this until it was right in front of me, but imagine you're used to getting your hair cut once a month. I happen to be one of those people um, that fits that criteria. But probably what you're doing now is you're saying, you know what, I don't need that haircut this month. I'll wait until next month. And what you might end up saying is, you know what, I'm not even going to wait until next month. I'm going to wait until the month after that. So for a hairdresser uh, that was expecting to get two haircuts over two months, now they potentially are getting zero over two months as everybody uh, looks to make that same kind of decision. Now, if you imagine, I don't know, pick a number, 80% of a hairdresser's clients doing that, all of the sudden you have hairdressers everywhere that are scrambling to figure out how to pay their expenses because their drop in sales has impacted their revenue virtually overnight. So one of the solutions, and there's many solutions to the problems that I'm providing right now, but I'm trying to pr provide some perspective so that people can, if they, if they know a small business owner or an entrepreneur, that they, they can read this and get some context for how to get involved. So people need to spend money or get in touch with the businesses that they would normally interact with so they can figure out how to help. One of the most popular ideas that I've seen right now is purchasing gift cards today so that the business gets access to that cash today, but then not expecting to use the services until the crisis dies down or until the dust settles. So... That means that a business could pay its employees, it could pay its suppliers today and tomorrow or at some point in the future be able to deliver on that service. Um, the other thing that, that can happen because of a drop in revenue is that if you are owed money from a small business, maybe get in touch with them and because they're struggling with the same things um, that you could, you know, you could figure out with that small business uh, a repayment plan or some sort of strategy 
um, to get that to get that revenue back in. Um, it may not be cutting a check today, but at least having a conversation um, could go could go a long way. And with most of these problems, as I was writing and working through them, communication really is kind of the underpinning to all of the, the solutions. It's being able to communicate uh, and keep that conversation going in the marketplace so that people know what's going on. I had thought that because of a drop in revenue, one of the ideas that the government might want to entertain is uh, the system that they use to get benefits to seniors, low-income people, and other folks who need financial support could be uh, retooled to create a pool of capital that people could spend with local businesses. So, um, you know, I'm, I, in my head, it, it looks like just copying and pasting the entire system that the government uses to um, to get funds into individual people's hands. But instead, they could use that same system, create um, a pool of money that uh, individuals, uh, consumers in the marketplace could request and say, I'm going to go get my haircut. And they would they would look up the company in the database. They would, you know, say, I'm going to get a haircut. The government would send that business the money there would be a receipt given to the individual who requested the service, and then business could transact. So that's just one idea um, of many that I think would require the government to get involved to help prop up this uncertain time. And instead of trying to figure out how to get physical checks into people's hands that they could instead uh, just use the systems that they have right now and retool them in a way to facilitate transactions between businesses and their customers. Uh, the second largest problem that I think small business small businesses are up against right now is that customers are not able to pay for the products or services that businesses are offering right now. So in a normal business, giving 30 days to have a bill or to have an invoice paid is just normal course of business. So think of a supplier or a construction company that will sell you something today or they'll do something for you today. They'll give you an invoice, which means you can pay for it later. But what's happening is, not to be malicious, but what customers are doing is they're preserving cash right now. And so if they were going to pay that bill in 30 days, maybe they're deciding now to pay it in 60 days or 90 days, or maybe they've decided they don't know when they're going to pay it. But that then sets off a chain reaction of other businesses who can't pay their bills because every business is a customer of another business. And so small businesses not only are they not getting paid, it's a little bit worse than that because they might decide now that customer I would normally do work for, I don't think they're going to be able to pay us. So I can do the work. We have the workers to do the work, but I'm nervous that they're not going to be able to pay us. And so we're going to turn them away today to preserve the cash that our business has because we can't afford to carry those expenses until that customer decides to pay us. So a solution is... Pay your existing and outstanding bills with a small business and going forward, agree to pay cash on delivery to help a small business meet its commitments to staff and suppliers as they come due. Uh, asking a business to carry your costs for a month or two could have a dire impact on their business. One of the solutions the government could provide would be to give working capital loans at zero interest to keep money moving between businesses if a small business can provide evidence of their historical accounts receivable, the money they've historically had come in from customers, and what their current opportunities are that they're holding off on. And between those two things, the government could make a decision to provide some working capital at zero interest to help make those transactions still happen. Uh, the third problem faced by small business owners is they simply don't have 
the hours available for workers to work. And so we know that less revenue is because there are less customers. Less customers means there are less hours to work, and less hours to work means that a small business cannot afford to offer hours to its staff. So we know of restaurants, we know of coffee shops, and other public-facing businesses that are not able to offer hours to their employees, but there are also non-public-facing businesses like mechanic shops, plumbing businesses, roofers, etc., that are all experiencing the same challenges with less customers and less hours available to work than what they would normally be accustomed to. So a solution, one solution could be that staff and employees could volunteer to reduce their hours to match the amount of work that is available. Uh, staff could work together to determine a priority list of who gets hours and how much every person gets. There could also be time spent paying staff to complete those outstanding tasks that have been low on every business's priority list. Um, I think of my son who works at, at uh, who has a coffee works at a coffee shop, and um, he says, you know, I don't have any bills, I don't have any expenses, and so I don't need any shifts. But I know the other people that I work with, they do have commitments, and they have kids, and they have things that they're responsible for. So why don't you go ahead and take my shifts? So there's one example. I think that the government could allow small businesses to temporarily, temporarily lay off their staff and then have their staff rotate through whatever hours are available to make up lost income. I know that there, there are things like this available from the government, but right now the paperwork and the process required to do this is confusing and there are not enough resources such as people or online answers to help businesses do this quickly and, and, and to help them figure out how to navigate through the steps. So, um, so that's a major problem for employers uh, right now, for small businesses right now, is they would love to give the work to their workers. They simply just don't have the work to give them. So that leads into the next problem that, are, that small business owners are having, which is they don't have any cash reserves to pay idle staff. And by idle, I don't mean useless. I simply mean that they're not being used. There, there are no hours available to give staff, so how can you pay them to work when there's no work to be done? So it's important to note that small businesses already operate with very little excess cash, and even fewer businesses have cash sitting in a bank account just waiting to be used. Because small businesses pay for their expenses in advance of earning income, they generally do not have the ability to pay for expenses for weeks, let alone months at a time, if there are no sales from customers. For small businesses that have done a pretty good job balancing their income and expenses, they're not, they too are not in a position to pay uh, for staff that are not serving customers or filling orders. Um, for businesses that have a working capital loan or a line of credit, which is, which is very commonplace for most small and medium-sized businesses, chances are they've already maxed them out and they, they, they just can't, they don't have the cash to pay their staff. And so I also like to think of this um, in another way for, for folks that have never run a business before, but there's this idea of Black Friday. We know every November that uh, there's these big Black Friday sales and the idea behind that is that a business will operate from January until October and those, all the business they do from January to October pays all of their bills. And so by the time Black Friday comes around, from Black Friday to the end of the year is when they actually make money. So that would mean that for any business, there's maybe one or two months a year where they have, if, if they ran their business perfectly, they would have cash to use to pay for people and to pay their expenses with no sales for maybe that same period of time. But no business is run perfectly. And so 
having days and weeks of cash is is a more realistic expectation for small businesses. They don't have months of cash sitting around that they can afford to use to pay expenses with no sales. So one of the solutions could be um, that for staff that are interested in helping, they could work with their small business owner to find productive tasks that help the business generate revenue or save money, which could make cash available for payroll. Um, I also thought that maybe the government could employ small businesses through a temporary work program to fill gaps in the marketplace that would provide meaningful work to employees and give the business cash to operate. And we've seen some examples of that right now where uh, companies that make uh, wine and beer are now making hand sanitizer. Well, I'm pretty sure there's probably a list of things, uh, or a list of gaps rather, or opportunities in the marketplace that the government could identify and then employ the services of small businesses and their teams to fill to help pay for those staff that are otherwise sitting idle with, with nothing else to do. Point number five uh, problems that small business owners are having is that loans are not helpful because they have to be repaid. So again, it's important to note that it's already hard enough for um, a business to generate enough profit um, without this crisis, to generate enough profit that they would use to buy equipment, to buy inventory, pay down their debt, pay for their expenses. And so loading more debt onto their balance sheet means that they're going to have to work that much harder or that much longer when the market settles down just to get back to where they were. So if given the choice, I think that many small business owners would not borrow more money unless it could be used to generate more opportunities. But that isn't what's happening right now. The idea of borrowing money to cover expenses that they're not able to cover on their own and may never be able to cover is a decision that no prudent small business owner uh, would ever make. Uh, thought of it a different way, uh, if you have a business and you run it for a decade or two and it's just your everyday run-of-the-mill business, there's nothing terribly unique about it, it can take you a decade or two to um, create a business that has paid off all of its debts, has paid for all of its equipment, and maybe there's a little bit of money left over that if you were to sell the business, you could cash in on and use to fund your retirement. So if all of a sudden you now start borrowing money to pay for expenses that you don't have any sales for, what it means is if you thought maybe you could sell your business when you were 55 or 60, now you may have to sell your business when you're 65 or 75 because you're going to need that extra amount of time just to pay back all of this money. So loans are not as helpful as they might appear to be because it puts a small business and a small business owner in a very, very difficult spot. So my solution would be that banks could allow businesses to defer all of their existing loan payments for an undetermined period of time and in exchange could consider taking non-voting equity in the business so banks could become minority owners of many of these businesses in exchange for that deferral. So what that would do is it would align the interests of the business and the bankers so that when the dust settles it gives an easy mechanism for the banks to write off bad debts which they're going to be doing anyway and it gives businesses the opportunity to make the most of the deferrals to stabilize and fix their business. And then because we're talking about uh, debt and equity, bankers are very creative, small business owners and entrepreneurs are very creative as well that they can come up with structures that work. So the government could provide, this is an option for a government, the government could provide single advances uh, to businesses to use under maybe a grant program 
or they could do it by industry category to stimulate activity in the market, the advances would not be repayable, they would not carry interest, and could not be used for non-business activities, otherwise they would be taxed at, say, maybe the ta highest tax bracket. So small businesses are a great co conduit for governments to use to get money into the market, but creating low-interest loans isn't the best way to do it. What they should be doing is just, if they're going to prop up the economy, then they should be funding it through small businesses on a non-interest basis um, and a non-repayable um, uh, basis because um, that would be the most productive way for these businesses to stimulate activity and to get going. Um, if you do give businesses these, these loans and these loan advances and even these deferrals, but you, you keep charging them interest, it's just going to increase the number of inevitable bankruptcies um, that were never in a position to repay it, and all you've done is just sort of choked them with more, with more debt. Uh, point number six, that remote work is not an option. So there are so many businesses that are not in position to work remotely. Physical work that involves human beings interacting with physical objects cannot be done through a computer screen. A plumber needs to fix broken pipes. A mechanic needs to touch engine parts. A hairdresser needs to touch and cut real hair. This type of work cannot be done on a remote basis. So similar to the first point, if you wanted to help or, or, or wanted to be part of the solution is that customers, you can, customers could pre-purchase services and products that a small business uh, could fulfill and deliver once the requirement for isolation and quarantine is gone and no longer exists. But if customers weren't in a position to pay in advance, then they can simply notify the small business that they are interested so that the, the business owner could build a pipeline that could be managed and acted upon when, when the time permits. And if a small business is able to build a high quality pipeline of future opportunities that would uh, that would help them feel more comfortable in making decisions to either borrow funds or leverage their existing resources today in hopes of capitalizing on future opportunities and so um, the way the government could help is I as I thought that maybe if a business could substantiate and evidence its future sales opportunities that the government could provide one-time advances or grants to a business for funds that the business could use um, to support their expenses while they wait for the market to settle down. So basically the advances would be tied to this pipeline of future opportunities that a small business owner was able to quantify and, uh, and put together. Uh, point number seven, businesses are already leveraged. So the reality is that many small businesses, they're, they're simply not going to survive the current crisis. The debt loads that small businesses already have can be hard to manage under normal economic circumstances, much less under the current circumstances. So with no relief for debt, tax, and payroll obligations in sight, small businesses are going to be faced with the very difficult decision of going bankrupt due to challenges that, that they just simply are not prepared to face or don't know how to face. Many businesses already use lines of credit and working capital loans to float the gap between when they expect to receive money and when they have to pay for their expenses. So these lines of credit, these working capital loans will, if they're not already, they're going to be maxed out during the crisis, which is going to leave small businesses with few options for servicing their obligations when the crisis is over, much less paying them off. So a solution, and I think of all the things that I wrote, this is the one that I, I, I personally would love to get involved with because it happens to speak to my history. But 
Right now, banks could do the work to revisit their loan portfolios and work with small businesses to determine which ones are salvageable and which ones are not. For businesses that could emerge from the current crisis and experience some success, banks could work closely with them to help them get to where they need to be by creating new loan and slash equity programs that align the interests of a business and a bank to recover any losses that would be easier to do leveraging each other's resources instead of working at arm's length. So the idea is that businesses could get on top of whatever's coming. And businesses or banks don't really think like that. Um, they tend to be more reactive because they're very big machines. But the truth is they also have a lot of smart people that are working for them that aren't doing a whole heck of a lot right now. And now would be the time to get intimate with the portfolio of business uh, that each of these bankers might have and to start triaging that portfolio and making decisions about which businesses to maybe double down on and which businesses to uh, simply let whatever's going to happen happen. And by getting out in front of it, there will be opportunities to create new ways of putting money into the business, debt, equity, a mix of both, so that these businesses that are going to survive have a really good shot at doing that. And if the banks are able to do that work, then my thoughts were that the government could then guarantee a percentage of the new loans or equity programs that are offered to businesses. Um, and then what you've got is you've got bankers, businesses, and governments all working in the same direction uh, to get an economic recovery in place. Um, so that would be amazing. I don't know the likelihood of it happening, but that's simply having those three parties come together and work together uh, it would change everything. There's just, there's no question about it. Point number eight, potential lawsuits. So I uh, know that in the midst of kind of the chaos right now that small businesses are having to make reactive decisions to events that involve uh, their staff, their suppliers, their partners, other parties like the government, and those decisions may be well-meaning right now, but may result in small businesses being exposed to significant legal liability. So in the best of times, laws and regulations are nuanced and very detailed and require the help of a lawyer, no question about it. But in these particular times, business owners are having to make decisions so quickly that they may not be getting the help they need from a lawyer or the sound legal advice uh, in a timely manner to help them make a good decision. So there's a fear that once the dust settles, uh, small businesses could be tied up in litigation for decisions that they made during an unprecedented time. An unprecedented time. The solution, again, you got lawyers and government representatives uh, that are not all being utilized right now. And what they could do is make resources available, new types of resources available that are easy to understand and are driven around the types of decisions that small business owners are trying to make right now. So most decisions involve an entrepreneur just simply trying to figure out how to preserve their business. And so um, lawyers and government representatives could right now develop resources to help walk them through what they need to know. On the government's end, what they could do is they could create a greater capacity for arbitration and be proactive in making clear um, exceptions for laws and regulations that may have been breached as a small business attempted to keep their affairs in order. The government could also make people available um, to be resources through either a website and an online chat or a telephone line, um, similar to like the health hotlines that most municipalities have that small business owners could tap into to get their questions answered um, and feel confident that the answers they're getting are meaningful and, and um, are worth acting upon. Point number nine, 
lack of support to make decisions. And this goes back to how I started off uh, this, this, um, uh, this video and, and this uh, blog was that many small business owners generally are actually quite lonely, not with respect to family and friends, but having access to business help and advice. Now, there's no question tons of advice available out there. There's so much help available out there, it's crazy. But much of it assumes that a business owner knows what problem they're trying to solve. In my experience, many business owners are not um, university graduates. They tend to be everyday people that saw an opportunity to take advantage uh, of solving a problem in the marketplace and they react to problems as they arise and they have no point of reference for knowing how to get in front of whatever it is um, that they're challenged or they're going to be challenged by. Um, I think there's also a deep sense of pride that entrepreneurs have and they don't want to admit when they're failing or struggling. And so my, th my thinking was that the government could coordinate resources from business coaches, from bankers, from accountants, and others who can help small businesses address the actual challenges that they're facing right now. This would involve people who have a deep understanding of how small businesses work and are able to provide practical solutions to real problems. Um, advisory boards could be established to help set policy and to be a place of refuge for small business owners who find themselves without a compass right now. But I can tell you, in the past week alone, and I'm someone that looks for this, um, there really are not a lot of resources for a small business owner who really doesn't know what they need help with. If you know what you need help with, that's great. But if your house is on fire, uh, and, and every day you're just catching knives that are falling from the sky, the resources that you need access to have to be um, preemptive. They, they have to um, uh, help guide an entrepreneur down a path so that an entrepreneur um, can get the help they need for problems they don't even know they're about to have. And certainly business isn't anything new or novel. There are many experienced people out there that have um, you know, no one has all of the experience, but many people have bits of bits and pieces of the experience. So if they could come together and give, you know, kind of roadmaps to small businesses, then I think that would be really, really helpful. And then the last point is that the speed of change and uncertain outcomes are creating, uh, again, an enormous uh, amount of stress and anxiety for small business owners because decisions that they made on Monday are no longer relevant on Wednesday. So a business owner who thought maybe they could defer a week on something, they're now having to make that decision within a day or two. They don't even have a week anymore. So the bad news, of course, is that the speed of change is happening quickly. But the good news is that the speed of change is happening quickly. Instead of protracted and painful outcomes, small business owners are having to react and respond to immediate challenges, which means there are on, only so many decisions to be made. Within a very short period of time, many small businesses would have totally reached their bottom if they haven't already. So my solution is, if you're aware of that, be patient with small businesses that are not as responsive as you may need them to be. Give small business owners the benefit of a doubt, and if you have opinions or insights that might help them do a better job, tell them. No one is an expert in working through the current challenges being faced, but many people have pieces of experience that can be used to help small businesses work through this crisis. So I'll tie this off by saying, when everything is said and done, not every business is going to survive the current crisis. Keep in mind that 50% of businesses that don't survive their first five years 
um, are now witnessing or, or fail. And so now all that's happened is this crisis is speeding up the problems that they would have had under normal circumstances that would have led to their inevitable failure. However, on the other hand, there are 50% of businesses, just using the same statistic, that will survive and merit all of our help and attention right now. So while businesses may not return to normal, I do think there are strategies and tactics that industry and governments can respond with today to support the businesses that will be supporting them in the future. We need to help businesses get, the businesses that are gonna survive, we have to help them get through whatever's going on right now because in the future, it's gonna be those same businesses that end up paying taxes, employing people, and being the engine for uh, keeping the economy moving. Um, my hope is that with what I've shared here today that you have found this helpful and instructful. If you know a small business owner or an entrepreneur, reach out to them, go through some of these problems, maybe, um, um, uh, start a conversation using one of these 10 points as a jumping off point for a conversation. Um, you know, I, uh, I think it's easy to dismiss because we're all focused, of course, on our jobs and our families and our welfare. There's no question that those are the priority. Uh, if you're looking for a way to distract yourself or to divert your attention from all of the obvious problems that are happening right now, Taking this list of 10 things, 10 problems that entrepreneurs and small business owners are trying to solve, taking that list and using it to interact with the community, you know, it might, it might be satisfying for you, might give you some mental relief for a little while, uh, and certainly would be a welcomed conversation to have with anyone in your circle that uh, is running a business uh, right now. So uh, thanks for paying attention to this. Uh, please share it uh, or or get it in front of other people that could benefit from reading it or seeing it, uh, if, uh, however the case might be. And if you want to interact with me, um, I, I've got an idea, a minute. I've uh, spent a couple of decades working with entrepreneurs and small business owners. So if there's something I can do to help either your business directly or a business that yeah, you're aware of, uh, I'm pretty easy to get a hold of. Um, so let's, let's try to figure out a way to make the most of, of what we have right now.